Well, good afternoon, folk. Welcome to another happy day here <laughs> happy on... Happy days. Yes, happy days. Do you remember that program? <laughs> <laughs> You're old enough to remember that program. Yep. <laughs> we are here on Faith FM's Looking Up Wednesday afternoon show. You are with uh, the one and most wonderful shell, our driver, our pilot, our producer, our all-in-all wonderful... <laughs> person who is directing traffic here and by her side here is the absolutely amazingly intelligent Charissa. <laughs> I was like, who's he talking about now? <laughs> and yes, and I'm Danny. So um, anyway. The good, wonderful, <laughs> the only. <laughs> the crazy Danny. So um, I, I'm, I've got Macedonian background, so one of my friends in um, Port Macquarie where I was pastoring used to call me uh, the mad Macedonian, the mad Macedonian. M&M. So anyway, you, we wherever you are joining us from on this absolutely glorious Wednesday afternoon here in Newcastle, where we are airing from, we just want to give you a big warm welcome. It's great to be in the season of spring, and I love spring. I love the warmer weather. I love the daylight saving. It's fantastic. And um, so I hope and pray that you've been having a great week. And we are here with you for another another opportunity to dig into God's Word together. So, Sharissa, yes. what have we got on the menu today? We have been journeying through the seven churches, mm-hmm. and we're up to the fifth church. So we're going to Sardis. Oh, we're going to Sardis. So um, there are seven churches, yes. and so we're well and truly on the, on, on, the way, on the way down the hill. We reached the top of the hill last week. In our in our study, and so this week we are heading um, to Sardis. So anyway, that's our study for today. So sit back, and you'll enjoy that study as we dig into that in just a little bit. So just to give you a couple of details of how you can connect with us, we've got our phone number here. If you want to send us a message, or you've got a comment, um, or a question, anything. Feel free to do that, 0491 That's 0491 And if you have missed any of the programs, just go to our Faith FM website. You can download the app and, um, and you'll have an opportunity to catch up on any of the previous programs. And so, folk, that's about all I want to share right now. We're going to, in a little bit, get into um, uh, our program. But before that, we're going to sit back and we're going to listen to a lovely song. And um, it's a beautiful song, My Eyes Long for Your Salvation. And that is what our plan is. I have done what is just and right in your sight. Do not leave me alone. I love your Long 
you enjoyed that beautiful song it's a, just a beautiful song to to relax and enjoy and meditate on those words well we are here wanting to take a look at what's been happening in the news from a prophetic point of view as always we do this so if you're joining us for the first time a big warm welcome to you if you're a regular listener to looking up well you know the drill and you know that at the beginning of each program we take a look at um, what's been happening in the news from a prophetic point of view and uh, we have not been in short supply of news items um, no. as as they compare to Bible prophecy, have we, Sharissa, in the last no, little while? we certainly aren't. <laughs> so I guess the, the challenge is picking and choosing which ones we will zero in on um, during these 10 or so minutes that we have. So Sharissa, what do you have, my dear friend? Oh, which one do I pick? Well, I was I was interested in actually just now as I was just waiting. Um, it's interesting that um, uh, Kamala Harris has told churchgoers to please vote after today's service. So she's actually lined up more than 300 black churches. I'm just reading across Virginia. They've agreed to play a video in which the Vice President Harris urges churchgoers to vote after the services. It's just an interesting thing. People are saying it's a violation of, you know, um, the law. It shouldn't be allowed in, you know, coming mm. together that, you know, 
vote at the end of a church service, that kind of thing. But it's just interesting. Vote for what? Well, they've got their elections happening for, um, yeah. Okay, it wouldn't be the midterm elections. They are a little later on. Maybe these are, I don't know. Well, there's a lot of elections yeah. in America. They're just constantly having elections there for something or other. Yeah, this is interesting. Wow, yes, it is. coming together of church and state there. <laughs> it is. You, you wouldn't have had that um, once upon a time. There is no way no. political leaders would have been, um, you know, sort of venturing into that space mm-hmm. of telling of, of telling parishioners, you know, when they ought to be voting mm-hmm. um, or who they ought to be voting for. So we, we really didn't have that once upon a time because there was, uh, there was very much uh, a separation between church and state and so that was very much ingrained. But obviously that, that, those, that wall is coming down slowly yeah. brick by brick. They're saying it's a violation of the Johnson Amendment. Mm. The lawyer is saying that. Yeah. Because it looks like the church is endorsing a candidate. And that's right. Yeah. That's, and that's what the Johnson Amendment um, bill is all about, um, put together by um, President Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, I think before yeah, before he was a president, I, if I remember correctly, when he was a senator, he, he, put, he put that uh, bill before, before Congress and it was voted through. So that way there isn't manipulation um, of of the political sort of system through the church, so mm-hmm. they remain very much separate. Yeah, yeah so That's, yeah, now things are changing. Yeah, the world is changing. <laughs> it is. What it about is. what about you? What have you got? What have I got? Um, I think it's really interesting how this um, whole whole COVID scenario is continuing to play out, mm. and how it's playing out in different states in a very different way. And depending on where you live, um, you know the leaders of those states are are either are either being a little bit more merciful or a little bit more tough on the unvaccinated. Mm. Um, so, like Northern Territory. Um, just this just this week, um, and it's been really for the last couple of weeks. The the minister there, the lead minister there in for the Northern Territory, he's come down really really tough um, on on imposing COVID mandates and and just making it really really clear that if you're not vaccinated, um, you know you're you're going to be seriously, um, you know, I can't think of the word, but you're going to be. <clears throat> You're going to be seriously disadvantaged, yeah. probably the best word to use, uh, compared to the rest of the population. Our Victorian Premier, um, Daniel Andrews, he's, he's come out as well yeah, and, and he has kind of dropped, yeah, <laughs> dropped a big bombshell and he's used very strong language um, that the unvaccinated, you know, it's, it's not just going to blow over and um, they'll, they'll, they'll end up, you know, being able to move back into society like everybody else in the near future. He's like, well, it's going to happen next year sometime. Mm. He hasn't even given a definite for when. So he's like, you know, just, you know, if you think you're going to hold out, yeah. well, you'll be holding out for a while. Yeah. Oh, it's just amazing, isn't it? Just, just we never would have probably imagined we'd ever hear that kind of rhetoric. Yeah. I mean, I know that it's a crisis, it's mm. a pandemic, so things, you know, 
people do things in order to meet the specific crisis. But it's just amazing how things are changing in yeah. the, in the world. Um, you know, you made a prophecy. Remember, you made that prophecy about uh, Scott Morrison. And I've made a climate. lot of dodgy prophecies. <laughs> so we just need to check the prophet, everyone. <laughs> Fact check the prophet. Oh, well, yeah. I don't know. I don't think he's actually come out with it yet. But I was just looking at an article here too, saying that the Nationals warn it will get ugly if Scott Morrison moves without them on net zero carbon emissions. Um, yeah. Well, he's look, under a lot of pressure right he now. He is under a lot of pressure. And the thing is, uh, Scott Morrison, um, for those, I mean, I'm not into politics. Um, I, I pray for our political leaders as the Bible invites us to, to pray for our political readers, but I'm not into politics. Um, I'm into prophecy, but I'm not into <laughs> politics. But I simply follow, you know, I simply follow, you know, what the, what the mainline um, headlines are when it comes to you know what what's happening in the political world um, from a from a biblical prophetic point of view, and in 2019, uh, Prime Minister Scott Morrison, one of the major reasons why he was re-elected was that um, you know he made it clear that it wasn't the best way forward for Australia to sign up to a net zero emissions target by 2050 to follow you know. Um, you know, European leaders, and and at that point in time, you know, Donald Trump was, you know, he was leading the charge in America, and certainly he was not interested in that kind of scenario. I mean, he he pulled out of the Paris Climate Accord. Um, he he just was not supportive at all. But we know certainly that that President Biden in anyway he won the he won the election, um, to a great degree because of that stance and now to do a u-turn um some two years later um yeah the nationals are are up in arms and i mean we've been watching that on the news and that's because the national party they are a country party they represent you know the rural regions of australia in in particular north queensland as we're all well aware where where the mining sector is the lifeblood of that community, of those communities that they represent. So net zero emissions by 2050 is a huge impact, huge impact because I might have mentioned this earlier, but Australia's, uh, of Australia's four leading exports, okay, our four leading exports, two of them are part of, of, of the bad energy that we're looking to, you know, completely abolish by 2050, which are, Oil and coal. Mm-hmm. Oil and coal. They are, um, or was it oil and gas? Anyway, one, uh, either oil or coal, or, 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 or certainly coal is number two, if I remember correctly. Iron ore is number one, and then coal is number two. So even just one of those. Mm-hmm. But we've got, you know, and yeah. so that's going to have a huge hit on the Australian economy and in particular those communities. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing there too. You know what else is um, trending in the news today mm. is this terrible shooting in uh, southwest Sydney. Oh, Did yeah, I heard that? something briefly. Yeah, and it's they think it's between two feuding families, you know, gangs oh, and all of this. And in the last sad. six months, they've had half a dozen, or since October in 2020, they've had half a dozen people of one family killed in the feud between them. Oh, it's just these things make you long for a better world. And praise God, the Bible promises a better world to come Amen. where there'll be no more Death, 
no more sorrow, no more crying, no mm. more pain. And uh, yeah, that's a sign of the times too. Men's hearts <sighs> growing cold, mm. lawlessness abounding. That's correct. That's correct. So what happened between you know Cain and Abel is is has been perpetuated, you know, all the way through, and, and today we see it. Yes, yeah, very, very sad. And um, it just tells us, yeah, that this place, this world is not our home. Yes. It's not our home. We are, And so everything, you know, as we see all these things unraveling before us, uh, be it on a personal level, be it on a, uh, on a national or a worldwide level, you know, these things tell us that we ought to be doing what Jesus said, to look up yes. because our redemption is drawing near. And that's why we call this show Looking Up. Amen. So do you have anything else, Charissa? Uh, I do, but I was thinking I might save it. Oh, it's Kanye West. <laughs> oh, Kanye West. And it's not quite a sign of the times, but there is a spiritual lesson. I think we can. She's take. got a spiritual lesson from that. <laughs> well, um, I think it'd be worth sharing um the the two programs that we have been yeah, promoting. So, yeah. you want to tell us about this um series on is death the end that has premiered um just this week? Do you want to tell us a little bit about that because you yes. are heavily involved in this program. I'm involved. So, <laughs> the end digital. Um, we started on Monday night. The program kicks off, and look, you really have to be just there at eight o'clock mm. on the website, on the YouTube channel, or Facebook page to catch the video because it, it starts and it doesn't go very long, but it's short and punchy. By eight oh five, it's done. <laughs> no, 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 not quite. <laughs> not quite eight oh five. Not quite that punchy. But uh, yeah, we are exploring in bite-sized chunks. Uh, the question is death the end and so we've we've looked at the history of halloween i hope people that was really fascinating yeah, there were a I number of things i had listens. no idea about on that yeah it's a very evil uh, mm. wicked just dark holiday and um but yeah. the parallels with christianity how christianity has has brought these things in like you know mm, um true. all saints day true. you know and hallowed eve you know all yeah. saints day and um october 31 and yeah Fascinating stuff. Yes, yeah, so I definitely encourage our listeners. If you haven't, you missed it, go back, mm. go to the website www.thend.digital and listen. It won't take you long. <laughs> We've got two down and the, th- the third one's tonight. And tonight's topic is who are the spirits? Wow. And I hear that the presenter tonight is just an amazing presenter. Do you know who, who the person is? <laughs> yeah. Who is it? It's me. Oh! I don't think they're amazing. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it's a, uh, it's a Bible message, I can tell you that much. It's <laughs> fantastic. So what's what's your subject tonight? Yeah, who are the spirits? Who are the spirits? Okay, so um, this, this really, folk, is an extremely important series. Yes. Uh, there are two subjects that the enemy... Um, wants to wants to confuse the world in in order to ultimately seek to to gain um, total allegiance mm-hmm. from the world that we read of in the book of Revelation. One of them is in connection with worship, um, and we will be talking about that in the coming weeks. And the other one is in connection with spiritualism. These mm-hmm. two go hand in hand, Absolutely. and and the enemy will seek to use both these tools um, in order to deceive people. So we need to know the truth about worship and we need to know the truth about death. Mm. They are extremely fundamental. Yes. 
How's your, what about your plan? Yes, um, Revelation of Hope, we kicked off uh, this, uh, well, not this week, last week we kicked off, um, and it, it airs every Tuesday night, 7.30, Revelation of Hope, God's Final Message of Love to the World. It's a 10-part series looking at the very heart of the book of Revelation as we're going through the three angels' messages step by step. So we've already had two, and if you want to catch up on them, just go to the website, which is discoverhope.info discoverhope.info and um, you can you can view the messages there I have a Q&A at the end of each message mm. there's a Q&A so um, there's people that are joining in on a Zoom link so if you're interested we'll send you the Zoom link and um, and you'll be able to be part of that Q&A session now there is a Q&A for for the program is death the end when's right. the Q&A this Friday night so if you were if you have some deep questions that you would really like to get a bible answer for Friday night 8 p.m. all the presenters will be there on the website you can go there watch on YouTube or Facebook and send your questions in live mm, so from 8 o'clock from 8 p.m. for however long Sydney time yeah uh, so yeah we we got to remember that yeah so it's um eastern standard time mm-hmm. daylight saving time so you need to tune in for that well that's something that's really really exciting Kanye West. <laughs> He's changed his name in case anybody didn't know. <laughs> okay, what is it? Ye. Ye. <laughs> From henceforth, he is known as Ye. <laughs> Ye. Y-E. Y-E. Well, on that amazing note, <laughs> our, our producer, <laughs> Shell, she's just shaking her head. Um, look, we are living in strange and unusual times, folk. So... Um, we have a song now from Kanye West. No, just kidding, we don't. Uh, it's a song from Janine Orwa, Sunflower. Sit back and enjoy. My glasses are not here. <laughs> Can you see the sunflower radiant and round? Growing in the warm and dusty ground. Can you see it turning its face towards the light? Awestruck by the one that gives it life Like a sunflower Keep your eyes on me I will give you life I have set you free Like a sunflower Keep your eyes on me I will give you life I have set you free Sunflower standing in the rain Its tear-stained petals strong despite the pain Can you see the thirsty soil where roots grow deep Even though the skies above may weep Like a sunflower 
Hey there, dudes and dudettes. This is Robbie. And I'm Tash from Real Faith. If you'd like to have a more vibrant walk with God, then come join us from 3.30 to 5.30 every Thursday hour to hear fresh stories of God working in real people's lives. Digging deep into the scriptures and having a fun time. We'll We'll see see you there. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Faith FM has a brand new live show each weekday morning straight after the breakfast show called Tassie Encounters. Tune in for fascinating discussions of history, science, faith, and personal encounters with Jesus. Tassie Encounters, live every weekday straight after the breakfast show on Faith FM. 
Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. It's a free giveaway that you can claim. You can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. Faith looks up, sorry looks back, worry looks around. Oh, wow, what a great jingle. Yeah, what a that's, great That's intro. from our good country and western friend, Shell. She <laughs> loves country and western. You don't, love, you don't like country and western, Shell. I thought all <laughs> Americans liked country and western. I thought that was part of your DNA, just like Waltzing Matilda is part of our DNA here in Australia. I like country and western. Do you like country and western? Sometimes. Some, Sometimes. some of them. Depends what it is. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like country and western. I just think it's really happy, happy music. I Sometimes they're sad. They are. I try not to listen to the lyrics because they are, yeah, they tend to be. They say if you listen to them in reverse, in yeah. rewind, it's happier. Oh, okay. <laughs> Your job comes back. <laughs> the dog's okay. <laughs> the wife decides not to leave. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Well, anyway, yeah, good old country music. Well, folk, welcome to um, Faith FM's Looking Up show on this Wednesday afternoon. As I pointed out earlier, it's a glorious afternoon and it's still a glorious afternoon. It still is. Beautiful. beautiful. It's getting better. It is. It is. It's just a beautiful day. Low 20s. Here in Newcastle and wherever you are, I hope and pray that you are having a blessed day. And you know what? With the Lord in our hearts, we can continually praise the Lord mm-hmm. and rejoice in the Lord always. Amen. Now, we are about to study um, the Word again. And um, you did pick up, did you want to make note of that one um, interesting sort of news prophetic item that you shared with me? Yeah, I just mentioned uh, to Danny in the break that South Korea says it's launched a ballistic missile from a submarine off the you know South Korea, mm. off the coast peninsula there, yeah. and uh, the UN Security Council is holding an emergency meeting about it. And I just thought that's significant when Jesus said, you know, before he comes, mm. signs of the times there would be wars and rumors of wars, and yeah. um, you know we certainly live in a world where this is very much a reality. It's true, and. Um you know, more and more political leaders, um, especially in Australia, are saying that we're living in a very unstable political environment. And that's mm-hmm. why, you know, our own government has invested in a monumental amount of money in, co- in co- collaboration, I think that's the right mm-hmm. word, in collaboration with the US and the UK, you know, that AUKUS yes. on building these, you know, nuclear-powered submarines. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so so there's more and more talk of we need to shore up, we need to shore up our nation by you know having a good solid defence force, and this yeah this tells us what Jesus told us would be the case. So human nature, unfortunately, sinful human nature, um, it doesn't it doesn't tend to go in reverse mm-hmm. um, when it comes to you know gathering more and more military um, hardware. That's right. And just stoking the fire. So we thank God that Jesus is coming. But the good news is, Sharissa, we don't need to be afraid of nuclear. Yes. Um, you know, nuclear all-out war. We don't need to be afraid because Jesus said his coming will put an end to human history as we know it. It's not going to be a third world war. We will not have a third world war that will annihilate the human species as we know it. It's just Amen. not going to happen. Jesus will come and he will be the one that brings an end to human history. Amen. 
so we can sleep well at night. Now, folk, we have, uh, before, before we get into our Bible study, we have a giveaway. And this week's giveaway is from uh, an author by the name of Mike Tucker. Mike Tucker, he has a, a, a very successful and uh, yeah, just a wonderful Bible-based program. I'm not sure if he still has that. Um, you'll certainly be able to find him if you go to YouTube, Mike Tucker. Um, yeah, he's got a fantastic Bible-based program that he shares on different topics, including family, marriage, and, and a whole bunch of things. And the book that he has written is Every Good Thing, Every Good Thing, subtitled Satisfying Your Hunger for God. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be giving away two of these uh, books, and we're going to give you the code word in a little bit as we go along. So there's going to be a code word based on today's study. So be listening in for that and be ready to to, um, text that in to us and be in the running or the, uh, in, in the running to receive one of these two books. Now, in case you want to give us a call, um, feel free to do that. If you've got a question or a comment, we'd love to hear from you. Um, you can text us your question on 0491-064-669. That's 0491-064-669. So everyone's got a mobile phone in this day and age, so I don't even need to give the 1-800 number, do I, Shell? Or should I? No, no I don't need to. Everyone's got a mobile phone. So, um, and, um, so yeah, feel free to text us your question, and we would love to answer it or your comment, whatever the case may be. Yeah. So, well, I think it's time to begin, and yeah. I'm going to hand over to you, Sharissa, because I'm looking forward to this study once again. It's going to be a, a great study. So I hope and pray you've got your Bibles, folk. If you're at home, I'd encourage you to pull out your Bible. We're going to be going to the book of Revelation once again and elsewhere, but it'd be good if you could follow along in your Bibles um, as we make this journey this afternoon. Amen. Well, would you open with prayer for Absolutely us? happy to do that. Father in heaven, we thank you again for this beautiful day, this opportunity to open your word. So, Lord, today as we open your word, we pray that your Holy Spirit will lead and guide our discussion. Mm. Pray especially to be with Sharissa as she leads our Bible study this afternoon. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, it is kind of exciting. We've been on quite a journey as we travel through the seven churches. And we've been to Ephesus, which was the church who lost its first love. And we were reminded there that we need to repent and do the first works to revive that relationship with Jesus. And that was, of course, representative of the apostolic church. So, you know, the early Christian church right up to about 100 AD. And then we see the church, the letter to the church of Smyrna, which is written to a persecuted church when that's a perfect picture of the Christian church from about 100 AD right through to about 313 AD. We then traveled to Pergamos and we saw that when the devil couldn't destroy the church through persecution, Mm -hmm. he joined it and tried to corrupt it with compromise. And compromise always leads to uh, corruption. And Mm -hmm. that was what we found in Thyatira yeah. uh, that was looking at the church during the dark ages where that woman Jezebel, um, you know, who calls herself a prophetess, uh, teaches and seduces God's people to, to try and uh, do things that are completely out of harmony with his word. But to each of these churches, we've seen that Jesus presents himself as the answer, the solution, mm. and he has he offers great hope to each one. Amen. Amen. And we're going to find the same today. So I guess uh, we're coming 
coming to the church of Sardis. It's the fifth church. And this is now dealing with a period I've got, I've written in my notes from about 1517 right through to maybe 1798 or 1755. 50, somewhere there, yeah. 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 So um, differing yeah. endpoints, but that general period yeah. would describe That's right. this, uh, would be represented here. So would you read for us? Those verses, verses 1 to 6 of Revelation chapter 3. All right, you're taking a punt on my dodgy eyes. Let's <laughs> yeah. give it a go. So if this, if this all goes flat, we won't try this again. <laughs> all right, here we go. Uh, so this is Revelation chapter 3 and reading from verse 1 to verse 6 all the way through, Sharissa? Yeah, let's okay. do it. And to the angel of the church in Sardis write, These things says he who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works, that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain, that are ready to die, for I have not found your works perfect before God. Remember, therefore, how you have received and heard. Hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief, and you will not know what hour I will come upon you. You have a few names, even in Sardis, who have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. All right. That's a Did I get most of it right? You got it all. Oh. <laughs> you got good eyes. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> so I um, first thing, I found multiple definitions for the name Sardis. Did you find a definition? To be honest with you, no, I didn't. Okay. So um yeah, I, no, I didn't. I found two. One, uh, I just checked it now just before the program, Prince of Joy. Another of one joy. was Song mm-hmm. in the Night. Oh, wow. Yeah, so interesting. But I guess you've probably been to Sardis. Yes, I have. I can't remember what we saw there, <laughs> whether there were roads. The only churches that I can really remember very well were uh, Laodicea uh-huh. because that has been recently excavated and there's a lot to see there. Yeah. Um, so that left an impression on me. And Ephesus, um, they are the two, ch- I mean, Ephesus, you know, they're, they're, there's quite amazing um, uh, archaeological um, structures still left there in Ephesus. So, yeah, those two churches. Otherwise, the others, um, I, I can't quite say what we saw there. But, um, yeah, we certainly went to each one of those seven churches. And I wonder if the reason why Sardis didn't stand out was because it ended up becoming a dead church. Possibly, <laughs> possibly, wonder. yeah. I was. Um, I did a little bit of research, and I'm sure you found some things too about Sardis. It, has a, it actually had a wonderful history, I was surprised to read. About 600 years before Revelation was written, Sardis was actually one of the greatest cities in the ancient world. It was mm. once the capital of Lydia. It was ruled by a wealthy man named Croesus, and by the time Rome came onto the scene as the leader of the world, its prestige had been completely lost. Wow. And I was interested to read the words of a historian named W.M. Ramsey. He said, No city of Asia at that time showed such a melancholy contrast between the past splendor and present decay as Sardis. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Which is really interesting when we consider what Jesus says in verse 1. He says to the church, 
I know your works, that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. Mm. So it's kind of like here's a church who has a reputation of being active, a reputation for being on fire, but they're dead. Wow. Wow. That is that is a contrast. It is. Um, couldn't be couldn't be more. But you've got even but before those words, you've got these things says he who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. Yes. So I don't know if you want to um, tap into that, but I find it interesting that this church um, is is identified. Um, with with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit yes. wants to be active. So the seven spirits of God, if I remember correctly, um, we we find them in chapter four, verse five, where it speaks of the Holy Spirit um, in this language, and it says in Revelation chapter four, verse five, and from the throne proceeds lightning, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And so seven being, you know, the number of perfection, seven being the number of completeness. Yes. And so we have here the Holy Spirit is is seeking to work upon the heart of this church that is alive mm-hmm. in name but dead in 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 actual reality. Yeah. And so the Holy Spirit alone is able to revive us. So the Holy Spirit is at the is at the forefront. Is at the is at the heart of genuine revival. So this church needs revival. Yeah, absolutely. And so the Holy Spirit is there, and not just the Holy Spirit, but we have also mentioned here um, the not only the seven spirits of God and the one who has you know in his hand the seven stars, and that reminds us of Revelation one, where yes. Jesus is holding the seven stars in his hands. I love it. And so we have Christ here. And the Holy Spirit, both pleading on behalf of this church that he's dead. That's powerful because Jesus is again presenting himself as the solution. Mm. This church has serious problems. <laughs> it's dead. It's a yeah. dead. You are dead. That's yeah. that's probably the most alarming message of introduction you could receive in a love letter <laughs> from Jesus. You know, um, there is no commendation in the opening of the letter. He just goes straight to the point. You have a name that you are alive, but you are dead. And actually, um, Danny, I was thinking too as you were saying that the verse in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2, mm-hmm. where it says, The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, speaking of Jesus, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. There are actually seven attributes wow. there wow. too. Like the Spirit so what of the Lord. was that? Isaiah 11, verse 2. 11, verse th- uh, 2, yeah. Powerful. And so what the church needs... It needs all of these things. It needs the wisdom that comes from God. It needs the the presence of God, the Spirit of the Lord. It needs understanding and counsel and might and knowledge and the fear of the Lord. All of these things are missing wow. in this church. That is a great point. I am I am going to be penciling that in. So, folk, <laughs> that is a keeper. You need to connect Isaiah chapter eleven verse two with these seven spirits of God that we find here in Revelation. So this is the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and I just can't also help as we come to the close of the segment that, um, you know, if a church is dead, it must be because it's alive to the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now that's deep. That is very deep. We're going to have to go a little bit deeper with what just with what Sharissa just said. That is very deep. Um, but in the meantime, I want to encourage you to sit back now and listen to this song this, that is right on this first verse. I know your works. God knows our works and he loves us and he wants to draw us to himself. 
That was just an amazing song from this group of young people. In case you're wondering who are the singers that you were blessed by, the New York City Young People CD or NYCYP CD. So, um, yeah. Nailed it. Oh, it was. I had to really concentrate. Um, yeah, great, great voices. Oh, beautiful. I know great your song. beautiful song. I know your works, and you know what? That's the same message that Jesus has for all seven churches. Yeah, and that's the same message that Jesus has for every single individual on planet Earth. That's I right. know you. Nothing escapes God. No, He knows us, and He loves us, Absolutely. and He wants to save us, and that's God's ultimate plan. So. Welcome, folk, uh, to this program. And um, if you've just joined us in the last little bit, a big, 
big warm welcome to you as we're going through the fifth church of the seven churches here in Revelation. And just a reminder, our giveaway to the first and the third person today is a book by Mike Tucker, Every Good Thing Satisfying. Your hunger for God is what we are talking about here. Mm-hmm. You know, and this this church um, didn't realize, but they had a desperate hunger for God. They thought they were alive, but they were actually dead. And as we'll discover, they were you know, they're on life support, so Jesus is like, you know, this it's is... It's true, it's a church on life support. It is a church on life support, as we'll discover. So over to you, Sharissa. Yeah, well, just to pick up where we left off, and we recognize that if a church is dead, it must be because it's alive to the world. Mm. We have to really think about that. You know, that's a real personal application point for each one of us. You know, are we spiritually alive? Does the Holy Spirit live in our hearts? Are we moved by what God says and living our lives according to his word? Or do we try and live our lives to emulate the culture and the world and the practices and the things of this world around us? And uh, I was really interested to read this as I was preparing uh, for today. The patron deity of the city of, of Sardis was the goddess Sibyl. I don't know how you, if I'm saying that right, C-Y-B-L-B-E-L-E, whose temple hosted eunuch priests. According to Robert Mounts, this goddess was the equivalent of the Greek Artemis, was believed to possess special power of restoring the dead to life. Wow. The patron god of Sardis. Wow. The church to which Jesus says, you have a name that you are alive and you are dead. Their patron god supposedly was able to bring people back to life in ancient Sardis. But this is, again, just another reminder. The Holy Spirit is the only one. who God is the only one who can revitalize a dying church. And, you know, um, yeah, that's just such a wonderful intro. But I guess if we keep reading here, Verse 2, the Bible says, Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die, for I have not found your works perfect before God. That is, your works are not meeting up to God's standard. Mm. Um, very interesting how the um, the message here says, Jesus says, be watchful. Mm. And um, I was asking, I was wondering if you remember when you went to Sardis, if it was on a plane or was it on a hill or do you remember any of that? Well, to be honest with you, once again, Sharissa, <laughs> this was 11, We're counting on you. <laughs> 11 years ago when I was in Sardis and um, that whole tour. It is, just really the, doesn't stand out, no, does it? <laughs> no, I don't. The, the two churches that stand out were Ephesus and Laodicea, yeah. but... um. But look, yeah, as you pointed out, it's a church that was um, situated up on top of a hill that's because right. that's where the town of Sardis was located. But yes. what's the story behind well, that? This is what's interesting. It's built on a natural hill and it's quite steep. So it seemed that to defend it, it was on a natural citadel. It seemed very secure. And often Sardis's walls were carelessly guarded because of this. And so this is amazing. Sardis historically was actually captured twice by surprise. Hmm. Once by Cyrus the Persian in 549 BC and the second time by Antiochus in 218 BC. And on both occasions, this is incredible, the enemy troops climbed the precipice at night and Sardinians had not set a guard to watch. Mm. They were captured because of their overconfidence and um, failure to watch. And so, you know, this same carelessness, Jesus is kind of rebuking and cautioning because it's creeping into the church as well in Mm. historical It's so fascinating that they did not have a guard at night. Mm. I mean, you know, that's that's just unheard of. It's unheard of that there'd be no guard at night. But, yeah, 
there you go. Jesus taps into something that the that the town, that the city would have been very familiar with, using yeah. language that they're very familiar with. And Jesus is really appealing to the church, you know, during the period of, of Christian church history, you know, 51517 to the 1700s. You know, past faithfulness is not the same as present faithfulness. Mm. We have to maintain that watchfulness, um, that alertness, um, that keeping uh, keeping afresh the lessons of the past and applying them in the present because too often we we just relax and <laughs> we, we let go of what God is we do because they start off well I don't know you know when you have um, sort of scheduled into this study for us to talk about the Reformation and, and what went um, beyond the Reformation but it started off so well but then yeah things things did um, drop away yeah maybe we should go to that right now because okay. um, In the next verse, verse 3, it says, Remember, Jesus says, Mm. Remember, therefore, how you have received and heard. Hold fast and Mm. repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief, and you will not know what hour I will come upon you. Again, this remembering, it's its implying that there should be a continuous, ongoing attitude of bearing this in mind. It's in the present imperative tense, and it suggests, you know, Jesus wants them to make a decisive turn uh, from what they what they're doing. But yeah, remember how you have received and heard. They had a lot of things to remember during this period, and of course, the Reformation. Yeah, the Reformation. So you mentioned fifteen seventeen as the kickoff date for for the Church of Sardis, and of course, fifteen seventeen is that famous date, October thirty one. Yep. Um, hello, hello. <laughs> Talk about Halloween, (laughs) October 31, which is that date when Martin Luther um, nailed uh, what has become famously known as the 95 Theses to the Wittenberg Church University door. Um, You know, 95 you know, 95 points of argument against uh, indulgences in particular um, that the Church of Rome was rolling out, you know, at that time in order to fundraise for the building of St. Peter's Mm -hmm. there in Rome today, you know, St. Peter's Basilica today, um, you know, very much was funded by this fundraising initiative Mm -hmm. by the Church of Rome at the time. And so Martin Luther, 1517, that's kind of when the Reformation really kicked off into high gear. It's interesting that it's a time when um, uh, the printing press Mm -hmm. um, was just, you know, picking up steam, Gutenberg's printing press from about the mid-15th century. Um, He invented it in that particular time. And so, yeah, so... Those 95 theses were taken off the Wittenberg Wittenberg, um, church door and uh, copied and were spread like the leaves of autumn throughout Germany and Mm -hmm. beyond. That's right. And so that really kick-started the Reformation. And so we we know that, you know, the Reformation under Martin Luther and some of the other reformers, you know, they were were focused on the Bible and the Bible alone. Mm. And their creed was the Bible in the Bible alone, but it didn't always stay like that. Yeah, so, so what happened with that? Okay, well, um, you have Martin Luther, of course, you know, the Bible in the Bible alone, um, 1521, you know, before the Diet of Worms, you know, he makes that famous statement, here I stand, you know, I can do no other, may God help me, you know, on the Bible in the Bible alone. Mm-hmm. But then what happened was, you know, the those that um, continued the journey, those that, you know, today call themselves Lutherans, um, you know, it's 500 years on 
from that period of time. What happened was they they became um, established in uh, following creeds. Um, rather than searching out the scriptures, rather than growing in their understanding in their faith, and um, and not that they, I mean, they 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 not only not didn't go beyond where Martin Luther had studied and learned and was inspired by God to grow, but they actually went backwards. Hmm. You know, they went backwards, and this is, I believe, what what Jesus here is saying. You know, you've started off well, but now you're going in reverse. And so, sadly, that took place. We also have, you know, the Church of England started off really well, you know, the break yes. um, that led to the Church of England from the Church of Rome started off really well, but then they once again built up creeds and traditions, um, a whole host of them, which I can... Formalism. Exact formalism and all that. And also then the Reformed Churches, John Kelvin, mm. that started off really well. But then that kind of, um, yeah, that once again... You know, there, were, there was a lot of um, formalism that came through. I was reading through this book here, um, <coughs> excuse me, this book from Cook, a great book on um, the book of Revelation, Austin Cook. If anyone's interested, I'd highly encourage this book, An Enduring Vision, Revelation Revealed. And here in this book, um, Austin Cook, he points out uh, five, five main causes for the decline of the Church of Sardis. Oh, yes. And this is what he says. Firstly, um, which we shared earlier in our news item, the union of the main church bodies with the powers of the secular state. Wow. So church and state began to unite yes. um, during this time. It was firstly the state persecuted these believers like Martin Luther, but then um, the church as it grew in power and popularity, um, it, it started to mix and mingle with the state. So that was the first thing. In other words, you know, the established um, and with the establishment of state churches. Mm-hmm. So in Germany today, you know, the Lutheran Church is a state church. In, wow. in England, the Anglican Church or the Church of England is the state church, and the, the Queen, queen. Yeah. the Queen is the head of the church. Yes. Um, and so that was reason number one: uh, the formation of rigid creeds, yes. which I pointed out. Uh, another reason: the adherents to particular unscriptural doctrines, a number of them, and we can take a look at them. Then um, the the Jesuits, they came through with the Counter-Reformation at that period of time. And I don't know if you want to talk about that. We can talk about that later on um, if there's time. And the rise of deism and the age of reason. So there's a whole thing's in the mix that are drawing. Satan is using all these different elements to take away from the from the fire that was lit by individuals like Martin Luther and John Calvin, and yeah. you know, um, and you can actually see how the devil's even using these same things to sap the life of the church today. Absolutely, and, and today yeah. we have you know um, a coming together of church and state as well. Yeah, you know, like what you shared with what's happening there in the United States and with this whole climate change. Mm agenda that we're talking about we've got the religious leaders we just had that the other day the beginning of october where you know i can't remember how many it was was 20 something um of the world's leading religious figures representing over 80 percent of the world's population came together in rome to sign you know uh, a historic climate change agreement where they're all on the same page yes 
in the lead up to COP26 where the political leaders will, will come together and we've got the economic leaders coming together. So as was the case during the Reformation, you have these, you know, you have these different entities coming together for one cause. Um, and that's what we see today, you know, this coming together of church and state. Fascinating. So that really, that's so interesting, you know, the different denominations, the movements that came as reformers came forward, discovered light of truth mm. in the Bible. They passionately teach and preach it. People join them. But then when that reformer dies, a church remains and they sort of don't continue. No. You know, following in the light that God is revealing from his word. So I guess that kind of explains, well, it does explain why we have so many churches. That's exactly right. That's exactly Bless you. <laughs> I saw it coming, folks. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, that does explain. Um, because a lot we, of people wonder that. Yeah, because, um, you know, out of the Lutheran church, there have been many churches that have come through in the Anglican church and so forth. And today, you know, we've got 30,000-odd Christian Whoa. churches in wow, the world. Wow, wow, wow. And um, so, yeah, it, it, it has stemmed from them as, as we have moved along. So there's a lot more to share in that space, which we will be doing um after this song we've got another song coming up now from kate oh this is kate Gariga. yes we definitely know her <laughs> walk in it with me walk in it with me thank you so much kate looking forward to it help me jesus i need you to do a work i couldn't do Take this heart of stone Make it flesh and make it light Let me see with your eyes You love perfectly Jesus, please be loved in me My ears hear you say This is the way in it with me Walk in it with me Holy Spirit, please abide In my heart and be my guide In everything I do Show me truth, reveal the lies Help me when temptations rise Bring the victory Spirit, won't you live in me? With us, my Redeemer, I will go. March around the walls until they fall. The King of Kings is right where He belongs.
Beautiful song from Kate. Walk it. in it with me, and that 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 album's coming out soon, isn't it? It is, and we know the singer. <laughs> yes, we do know the singer. She's a deeply spiritual woman, very committed, and she goes to your church. She does, and I believe the single's coming out in November. I think Shell said, "Yeah, yep, November eleventh. Yep, so, uh, yeah, exciting. looking forward to that. Yes, thank so. you, Kate, if you're listening. <laughs> Absolutely, Kate. We just love your singing. Thank you so much for sharing with yeah. us your gift in music on the Looking Up Show. Amen. All right, we have we have the. The book that we'll be giving away to the first and the third caller, Every Good Thing, Satisfying Your Hunger for God. And I think, Sharissa, at the end of this segment, we're going to come up with, we're going to have the code word at the end of this segment. We could even have it right now. Right now, we have it. Okay, here we go. Life. Life. (laughs) Four letters. Life. Yes. L-I-F-E. So the first and the third, um, Texter Innera. As Sharissa would say, um, <laughs> we'll take away this great book, Every Good Thing, Satisfying Your Hunger for God. I mean, with a title and a subtitle like that, man, the phone should be ringing, well, it's, texting off the hook. Yep. Texting off the hook. So call. Okay, I better give you the number. You I didn't better. give the number. <laughs> Here we go. All right. 0491 064 That's 0491 So fire away, folk. By the way, Kate was listening. Oh, was Kate listening? Yeah, Fantastic. She, she said she was listening. Good on you, Kate. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. All right. We have, we have been going through oh. just an amazing study. This really is an amazing church. This is like a, a transitional church, isn't it? Is. It is. Very much so. And... um. So before we get to the sixth church next week where Jesus cannot say a single bad word. Can't wait. <laughs> so we are now we are now this is this is like I guess a transitional period in Christian history where we've got two groups really developing. One group are seeking to be faithful to God and to his word, no matter what the cost. And we have another group that are now 
seeking to compromise. So we come out of the dark ages, we're coming out of the dark ages, and we have these two groups beginning to form which continue all the way down through to our day. Yeah, absolutely. And as we were just talking before the break, we were talking about, you know, how the Reformation is pictured so well in in this church in the sense that Jesus counsels them to uh, hold fast and strengthen the things which remain. Mm. You know, we were talking about how these different churches, you know, began and they were all birthed from the Reformations. And people wonder why are there so many different denominations? Well, if you look at the history, it's, it's kind of makes it all clear. They just take steps out of the That's dark right. ages and discovering truth and stopping where yeah. each reformer stopped. For example, the Anglican church that we mentioned earlier, um, you have the Puritans coming out of the Anglican Church. They were persecuted by the by the Anglican Church, and so the Puritans they first of all fled up to Holland, mm-hmm. up that way, and then they jumped on ships and headed off to the New World, um, to the United States of America. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Puritans, you know, those Pilgrims, the Pilgrim Fathers, as 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 we speak of them, and the famous Mayflower. But sadly, what you find is um, when the Puritans arrive in the United States of America, they start off well. Um, but until you know Roger Williams comes along, and right. um, you know, and religious freedom and religious liberty for that first 150 years or so um, before 1776, we have what's called the colonial period, where church and state once again get back into bed. So it's so you know you talked about one generation um, is faithful, but then the next one sort of lets go a little bit, and the yep. third one lets go a little bit more, yes. and so forth. And so we've got this slippery slope of compromise, and it doesn't take much each time for compromise to set in more and more. It leads to spiritual death, doesn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely, and that's what happened in Sardis. And um, had they had they heeded the words of Jesus to strengthen the things which remain, they could have just kept progressing into more and more truth that Jesus was leading them into. And God does lead his people through because we see, as we'll keep reading soon, that a remnant also seems to be developing and, you know, it's here in Sardis as well. That's right. And God has always had his faithful people in each and every one of the seven ages, including our age. God will have his faithful people that heed the voice of the Spirit. Amen. And I I think we just need to also make, I'd like to make a little comment here about, um, you know, Jesus wants them to remember how they have received and heard. Remember that first love that they had, that that devotion Mm. to Jesus and to keep afresh the past, you know, the things that the reformers found. They were spiritually really seeking God and following his truth to the best of their ability. God wants them to keep that afresh and apply it in the present. And when Jesus calls for us, you know, to repent, a lot of people get offended by that when the Bible says repent and turn from your sins. But this isn't hate speech, is it? No. It's love speech. This love is speech. a love letter from Jesus. Those whom I love are rebuke and chasten, and we have that in the seventh church, you know, therefore be zealous and repent, you yes. know. And um, so, yeah, just as a father or a mother um, disciplines his or her child, out of love in order to correct them, and the Bible speaks very clearly about that appropriate discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, it's done in love. So God does that for us individually and for us, you know, corporately. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we could maybe talk, is there anything else you want to add about the Reformation area? Oh, no, I think I think it's interesting that, um, yeah, as you pointed out, there are many churches that, that spring out of, of the Reformation, including um, the Anabaptists. Yeah, the Anabaptists, they were, they were very heavily persecuted, sadly, by Protestants. You know, often people think that, 
you know, it was only the, the Church of Rome that um, was involved in persecution, but that's not true. Yes, the Church of Rome um, was involved in, in persecution over the centuries. The Bible is very clear on that, and the Bible talks about that. But we also have Protestants um, who were persecuting fellow Protestants who did not see things their way, the Protestants that were connected and associated with the, with the state, um, you know, they that were part of the state church. And so, you know, the, the lesson here is that we need to we need to follow Christ. We need to follow his ways, his methods, his means. Christ never persecuted anyone um, who didn't follow him or who, you know, or who saw things in a different way. In fact, you know, when James and John <laughs> wanted to call down, wanted, 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 invited Jesus or asked Jesus to call down fire from heaven to destroy a Samaritan village that would not welcome Jesus, Jesus said, you know, oh, that's not me, you know. You, you don't know what spirit you are. You know, the Son of Man, he didn't come to destroy man's life, to destroy man's lives. He came to save Amen. man's lives. So, you know, God has a different way forward for us. And I think this is really timely in this period of COVID mm-hmm. because we have we have two very differing opinions right now on COVID, in particular on vaccination. And it's and it's so easy for us uh, to demonize one another, and we ought not to be doing that. You know, we ought to be loving and respecting one another and our various points of view, and just you know, praying and upholding and encouraging one another um, rather than the opposite. You know, it would be easy for for those who are in the majority at this time, and we know who they are, um, to to gang up. On the minority, and that is what was taking place back during this period of time. You know, you have the majority who were mm-hmm. part of the state church that were ganging up on on the minority, and so we never ought to do that. We ought to always respect one another, no matter what we think or believe. We always ought to respect and love one another, and show the way of Christ. Absolutely, that's always the the call of God's church uh, to to be the hands and feet to to be. The fragrance of Christ mm. in the community. Um, you know, we should probably mention here, make a comment about what Jesus says to this church about, if you do not watch, I will come upon you as a thief, mm. and you will not know what hour I will come upon you. Um, yeah, that's a very interesting reference. It's talking here about, you know, the coming of Jesus, um, and there's a very there is a, a reference here that comes to mind as we talk about this, and we should probably just uh, unpack it for our listeners. In Matthew 24, mm-hmm. Jesus has talked about coming in as a thief in Matthew 24, um, verses 42 to 44. And maybe I'll read it, and then you can just tell us why it's important. Sure. So Jesus said, Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming, but know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Yeah, so this is at the end of the signs of the times that Jesus has been speaking of, and he he ends with, I guess, the punchline or, or the take-home message, and that is for us to be continually watching and to being uh, being alert and um, being in tune with Christ, having Him in our lives and in our hearts. For that is the only way forward. So we need to be constantly in union with Jesus Christ, Amen. and I think that is what was lacking there in the Church of Sardis. 
you know, this watching and praying because, yeah, I mean, a thief, you know, mm-hmm. a thief. And, and this is, we're speaking of once upon a time when they didn't have alarms where they had <laughs> literal watchmen, yes. you know, that were guarding cities and, um, and people just, you know, they need to be alert. They needed to be watching and just constantly alert. We have the same language being used by Paul in First Thessalonians chapter 5. You know, he, he speaks of, um, you know, the coming of Jesus um, overtaking uh, the world like a thief mm-hmm. in the night. You know, he, he says in verse 4, but you, brethren, this is First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 4, but you, brethren, are not in darkness so that this day, speaking of the second coming, should overtake you as a thief. Verse 6, therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. Yes. And, you know, the last time that word watch appears is in Revelation sixteen fifteen. you know, in the context of the sixth plague, um, the plague of Armageddon where Jesus says, watch, yes. you know, lest I, you know, lest, lest I come and find you naked mm-hmm. um, and so forth. So watching, 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 you know, watch, 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 pray and be ready. You stay know. awake. Stay awake, stay alert, stay close to me, says Jesus. And that... If ever there was a message for us, Sharissa, it's that. You know, we need desperately today more than ever to stay close to the side of Jesus continually. Amen. That's the only way. Absolutely. You know, we can uh, be alert. This was a new chance that Jesus was giving to, giving to Sardis, who even historically, you know, like I said, they were taken, captured by surprise twice at night because they weren't watching. And then to the church of the, you know, the historical period, uh, the application, you know, here is a church. Jesus says, stay awake. This is a new chance, a fresh chance to be alert and watch for Christ's coming. Um, I think uh, we can learn from our history, and it just reminds me here, you know, what what the Bible says. I think it's in it's, it's in Peter, Second Peter, maybe or First Peter. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, mm. the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Um, Jesus wants us to be alert. Absolutely, yeah. So that's so that's the take home message: is stay connected with Christ twenty four seven, twenty four seven, and you know. Pastor Danny, we also have here, the Bible says in verse 4, Jesus says, you have a few names even inside us who have not defiled Mm. their garments, Mm -hmm. and they shall walk with me in white for they are worthy. The white is obviously, you know, a picture of faithfulness and justification. but um, Purity. Purity. They are true uh, to the purity of the word. Yes. And I have here just a reference to Revelation chapter 7 verse 14. Here the Bible says, um, says here, and I said to him, sir, you know, and he said to me, these are the ones who come out of great tribulation and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. Mm. So, How can those robes be made white in the blood of the lamb? By washing, because they're covered with the righteousness mm. of Jesus. That's exactly right. And that's how we're worthy in in judgment before God. Otherwise, we don't have anything worthy in and of ourselves. Amen. But we need that robe of Jesus Christ and his righteousness. You are, you are 100% correct. And um, so there were those that were holding on to the faith Amen. during this time. So not all slipped away. And these that were faithful would end up continuing the journey in the Church of Philadelphia that we're going to be studying oh, next week. Oh, I like that. So it's they a good continue. Connection. Yeah, they continue. When you think about it, God's always had a people. He has all the way through. You know, we have then Revelation 12. We have the woman, yes. 
yes. in a, a symbol of God's true church in the wilderness for that 1260-year period, which ends in 1798. So we are dealing with that period right here. Yep, absolutely. So God's faithful people all the way through. They were not part of the established church, but they were part of God's faithful church. And they may not have been very large in number. no. Often, were the, sometimes yeah. very few, like in Daniel 3, just three Hebrews. Well, do you know what? Down <laughs> through history, down through history, from the days of Noah all the way down through history, God's faithful people have always been in the minority. They have always been in the minority. And so, um, yeah, valuable lessons for us today. That's why they're called the remnant. Well, I hope and pray you've enjoyed this study. We are um, coming towards the end. We've got some music, then the news, and then we're going to come back for our final segment. Sit back and listen to Carly Fletcher. It's time to get ready. Sometimes it seems I feel so well. We'll keep on going on. And I can get so comfortable and make this place my home. Remind me, Lord, that there is more than just the things I see. To fix my eyes on Jesus and follow faithfully. It's time to get ready. See the signs are happening Just as the Bible says So don't get caught unaware Now is the time to prepare God is calling me and calling you To live for Him today To put aside distractions and the things that to prayer to know our different Jesus for he is always there it's time to get ready today is all that we have we can see the signs are happening just as the Bible says so don't get caught up
We're the Double L Team, Lyle and Lawson, and you can join us every morning on The Breakfast Show. We cover news that matters and do our encounter with God. We also have an intense quiz, great giveaways, awe-inspiring music, and best of all, you can have your say and be a part of the Brecky family. We're live across Australia, so check your Faith FM program for your local airtime. You're listening to Faith FM. Positively Different Radio. I'm Robbie Bergen, and I'm inviting you to tune in to my brand new show right here on Faith FM, The Faith Experiment. Join me as I share with you my personal experiment with faith and how September 11, 2001 helped shape my worldview. I've got great giveaways, so join me on Mondays right after The Breakfast Show right here on Faith FM. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. It's a free giveaway that you can claim. You can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. Faith looks up, sorry looks back, worry looks around. Well, we're in our final stretch on this amazing Bible study in the book of Revelation as we have been taking a look at this fifth church of the seven in the book of Revelation, the church of Sardis. Now, Sharissa, we have our prizes that have gone. Yeah, we have winners already. We have winners already. (laughs) So congratulations to our winners. Yes. Oh, and I hope and pray that you will enjoy that great book from Mike Tucker, Every Good Thing Satisfying Your Hunger for God. And may your hunger indeed be satisfied uh, by God through the scriptures and the thoughts that you will read from that book. And certainly the book of Revelation, Charissa, satisfies our hunger oh. for God. It's just a beautiful book. Rich. Very, very rich. rich. Beautiful. I mean, every word, every ah, word delicious. is deliciously delicious. <laughs> yes, it's packed with um, just so much spiritual nutrition, Amen. each and every word. Amen. All right, Sherry, so take it away, my friend. Well, we're on the home stretch, and just to back up a little bit, you know, we talked about there's a, there's a few names in Sardis who have not defiled their garments. Um, they have not. They've avoided the compromise um, and they've avoided to conform those names with the lethargy that is around them. But I guess we can probably head to the runway now and talk about the counsel um, that Jesus gives, the three promises that he Mm. gives to the overcomers in this church. And maybe just to remind everybody what those are, I'll just read again verse 5. Jesus says, he who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, Mm -hmm. and I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. So there it is, the three promises to those who are overcomers, who overcome this spiritual lethargy by accepting Jesus into their lives. Jesus says, I'll clothe them in white, I will not blot their names out of the book of life, and I will confess their names before my Father and before his angels. there's three things we can talk about here. Mm, indeed, indeed. So, first so, one. Yep. Clothed in white. Okay. What, what's this about? 
Well, as we pointed out earlier, these white garments are the righteousness of Jesus Christ. So they have taken on board the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And this is that message of righteousness by faith. Amen. Um, it's very contrary to, to the message that's going around in Christian circles today that was initiated in particular during this time when the church um you know, and the state sort of came together where you have, you know, these popular, you know, the Lutheran Church and the Anglican Church and so forth, um, the Methodist Church and some of these churches that develop creeds of once saved, always saved. And so that's the false gospel. That's the false message of righteousness by faith because we are not saved once and forever saved. We are saved day by day, moment by moment, as we cling to Jesus, as we allow him to clothe us with that robe of righteousness. I love it. And looks like, um, you know, that, that point you just made right there is, is what is really also revealed in that whole, I will not blot out his name from mm. the book of life. It means that, you know, we're not once saved, always saved. That's right. Yes. It answers it right there. Yeah. But it also means we're not once lost, always lost. Amen. That's equally true. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Lucifer was once an angel in heaven. Uh, I guess you could say he was saved and safe in heaven, mm. but he made choices and God yeah. respected those choices and he was cast out of heaven and he has made a choice to, you know, meet an end. Exactly. Basically, um, God respects our freedom of choice. He does. And uh, that's why the appeal is for us to respond to him, to Amen. invite the Holy Spirit to live in our hearts because Jesus wants to help us. He wants to give us spiritual life. Amen. Amen. Um, eternal life and no lake of fire. We got a question here by the looks. Pastor from Dan. Freco. Yes, oh, we've got Freco. We love, we love hearing oh, from you. Oh, we love hearing from you, Freco. He's sent in a question and here it is. Um, I hear from just about everybody that the likes of Saul and Judas will not enter heaven. Mm. Is this in the Bible? What a good question. What a very good question. Well, the truth is God alone knows the human heart. So he alone um, will, will, will be able to determine um, where each and every human heart um, has, you know, ha- has been when it comes to their decision for, for Jesus Christ, their decision for eternity. Now, as far as we know from Scripture, Saul, um, he turned his back on God, on God's Holy Spirit. He went to the witch of Endor. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a sad and sorry, um, ending to Saul's life. However, however, said, having said that, we, we, we do not know. We cannot say beyond a shadow of a doubt, um, as to, you know, the destiny, the eternal destiny of Saul, because we have the thief on the cross mm-hmm. who in the very last moments of his life turned to Jesus Christ and asked, remember me when you come into my kingdom. And so Judas, you know, he hung himself. Um, I guess he committed yeah. self-murder. Yes. We, we do not know, you know, the exact fate, but we do know what Jesus said about him, you know, that, um, you know, he, he would betray him and he called him, you know, the son of perdition. That's right. And the son of perdition again appears in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4, in connection with the Antichrist power in yeah. a negative sense. So, Very much so. And I was just checking as you were saying that, the Greek word for perdition here is one that means uh, destruction, 
die, perish. Yeah, so, uh, it would seem. It doesn't. Uh, it, it doesn't look good for Judas. It appears that he 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 grieved away the Holy Spirit. Christ tried to speak to him. And look once again, this this is in line with what we've been saying, Sharissa, that we need to. You know, this business of once saved, always saved, or once lost, always lost. No, that's not true. We make our decisions day by day yeah. as the Holy Spirit speaks to us. So that's why the Bible says, you know, if you will hear His voice. You know, if the Holy Spirit speaks, do not harden your heart. Immediately we need to respond, and the best time to respond to the Holy Spirit is right now. Amen. And we want to make sure that, um, you know, in light of this, when we respond to the Holy Spirit's prompting, the Holy Spirit leading us in our hearts as we read God's Word and we surrender to Him, then we can have assurance that mm, our names amen. are written in the Lamb's Book, Book of, of Life, Life. Yeah. which is the register of the saved. I mean, um, if I read here just from the Book of Daniel, chapter 12, verse 1, that's it, right. It says here, at that time, Michael shall stand up, the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation, even to that time. And at that time, your people shall be delivered, everyone who is found written in the book. We're talking mm, about the book of the life book here. book of life. Indeed. And in Revelation 13, verse 8, it speaks of um, those that will not bend the knee at the end of time when there is worldwide mandates um, enforcing you know, a law contrary to one of God's Ten Commandments, uh, the one that deals with worship. That's right. And it says in Revelation 13, verse 8, all who dwell on the earth will worship him, that is this beast power, or follow after this new world order system that will be established, whose names have not been written in the book of life, of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So the Bible says there will be two groups. There will be a group that will have their names written in the lamb's book of life slain from the foundation of the world, and that is connecting the book of life to those that have accepted the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, that have been clothed with the righteous robes of Jesus and who are seeking to live their lives through the power of the Holy Spirit in harmony with the principles of God's kingdom. Amen. Just two more verses on the Lamb's Book of Life. Uh, just Revelation twenty fifteen, and anyone not found written in the Book of Life was cast into the mm. lake of fire. So important. And this one here in Revelation twenty one twenty seven. But there shall by no means enter into it. This is speaking mm-hmm. of the New Jerusalem, yep. God's capital, heaven. Anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So I guess you could say, you know, it says here. Anything that defiles or causes an abomination, mm. you know, linking it here to the first promise uh, to the overcomer, they'll be clothed in white. Mm. That's why they can enter in. They're yeah. covered with the righteousness they're of Jesus. They're not defiled. They're not defiled. That's why their name is written in that register of the register of the saved. Amen. Amen. So, um, yeah, it's so a beautiful message here of encouragement to each and every one of us. Um, and so the aim needs to be by the grace of God and daily walking with Jesus that each and every day we have our names in the register of heaven. Amen. And it's called the book of life. And you know what? To have that, it must be connected to, you know, Revelation twenty two fourteen, where the Bible says that Jesus says, Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have a right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the mm. city. Those who's, who have this yes. characteristic, following Jesus and being obedient to him, they enter in. 
their names are in the book of life. There's they a connection follow the Lamb sure. wherever he goes, Revelation 14, speaking of the 144,000 who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. Amen. You know, and um, so the QR code to get into the New <laughs> Jerusalem, we, we all know about QR codes. We need we QR do. codes to get into everywhere these days. The QR code is to be, to be dressed in the robe of Christ and oh. his righteousness and to be covered in the blood of the Lamb. Amen. You know, that's the vaccine is the blood of the lamb. Um, and the QR code is the, or the passport, the heavenly passport, if we want to use that language, the New <laughs> Jerusalem passport. Um, the book of life is that robe of Christ's righteousness. Yes. You know, you just reminded me of that parable Jesus told of the wedding feast mm-hmm. and how the king came in and inspected the guests and he saw that one didn't have on that wedding garment. This is the wedding garment is provided by Jesus for us, his righteousness. Amen. We need to just put it on. Amen. And, and uh, you know, I don't know if you remember this, but in early Adventism, the pioneers of the Adventist church, they had a little saying that they exchanged between mm-hmm. themselves and it was this, may your name remain. Ah, oh, yes, I remember hearing about that. May your name that. remain may in the land. Book of Life. I like wow, that. Wow, that's powerful. And uh, yeah, that is powerful. May your name remain. Someone ought to hashtag that. <laughs> hashtag yes. May your name remain. Praise Amen. the Lord for that. And it's interesting here um, that third that third promise. I will confess yes. His name before my Father and before His angels. That is straight out of what Jesus said in the Gospels, where He said, "If you confess Me before men." I will confess you before my heavenly Father in heaven Amen. when I come. So, you know, and this confession, you know, confessing, um, you know, we have those who, you know, in Revelation twelve eleven, it speaks of those who, um, had, you know, here are those, um, just trying to think of the test, you know, they overcame him, that's right, they overcame him, that is the dragon, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Mm-hmm. So we overcome through Christ and his blood and through the word of our testimony, through confession. Yes. You know, we confess Christ, we stand up for Christ, we, 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 we proclaim Christ at every opportunity where his ambassadors. We're not ashamed to share the good news of salvation, to Amen. stand up for Christ. Man, I love that. Acknowledge Jesus mm. and he will acknowledge you Amen. when he comes. Amen. And uh, that's certainly a desire of, of my heart. And Amen. We pray it's your desire too as you're listening here. So I guess as we close out, the appeal of Jesus to this church is an appeal of Jesus to those who may be half-hearted about mm. their walk with Christ, to those whose devotion is divided, to people who might be living on past faithfulness to Jesus but not a present mm. faithfulness experience with Christ. Jesus appeal to you today is to be clothed in his garment of righteousness, to have your name Amen. in the Lamb's book of life and Amen. also uh, to be faithful to him, to acknowledge him because he will acknowledge you when he comes. Mm. Amen. There's great hope for this dead church because Jesus loves them. Mm. He's the resurrection and the life. So if anyone can bring this church back to life, it's Christ. And this church is on life support. Let's not forget, it's not dead completely. It's on life support. This still remains. You know, you still have a little bit of life in you because you have those who are faithful. Amen. Praise the Lord. So the last part of that uh, passage is... He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. That's an appeal, isn't it? It is. 
to this church and to every church. So the Holy Spirit is making an appeal to each and every one of us today. So I too want to just appeal to all of us as we bring this study to an end. Now is the time. If you hear that still small voice through the Holy Spirit speaking to you, now is the time to respond. And I pray that each and every one of us will respond and have our names written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So sit back and listen to this beautiful song, White as Snow by Rivers and Robot. So I cling to the Lamb who has purchased me with His own blood. And I stand in His righteousness, washed by His mercy and Though I fail a thousand times, Lord, Your mercy. Seas on you every morning. So wash my heart clean, let my spirit be steadfast and strong. And all my sins lie scarlet. great song white as snow and um that's what jesus christ makes us you know he takes uh, our sins and he cleanses us and um though we are though our skins are skins sins not skins (laughs) though our sins are like scarlet they shall be as white as wool that's right that's a beautiful song so sharissa we uh we've only got a few moments left what final 
thoughts do you have for all of us this afternoon? Uh, well, just, you know, summarizing the end of what we just talked about, there is hope for anybody, mm, anybody amen. who turns to Jesus, because, you know, there was a dead church uh, that was just described. Jesus still sent them a love letter and he is still, he still offered them a remedy mm. and gave them a promise he and, and he gave him, them a solution in himself and, you know, in the Holy Spirit. Amen. So very exciting. Amen. So there's hope for everyone. While there's, you know, I have a saying, Stuart, so while there's breath, there's hope. And that literally is the Church of Sardis because (laughs) it's on life support. And when you're on life support, you know, you have a, you you have a machine that's breathing on your behalf that's Mm -hmm. keeping you alive. And, And so. The Holy Spirit is our life support system. And so the Holy Spirit is the one who's introduced at the beginning as the one, you know, who is the seven spirits of God. It's the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ is pleading, you know, through the life support system that God provides, you know, wake up, you know, turn to me. And I thank God for the Holy Spirit. For me, that's really the the take-home lesson here that we've got Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit speaking to each and every one of us, regardless of where we may be at, um, and especially if we feel that our spiritual life, our spiritual vitality has waned and has even possibly died. If we are breathing, there is hope. So, folks, right. if you're breathing, that means you're listening to what I'm sharing. There is hope for all of us. God can work in your life. Exactly. Just allow him. And Jesus, he is the resurrection and the life. And he wants to resurrect that hope, Amen. that faith, and that spiritual vigor in yes. each and every one of us. That's right. Very, very powerful. So there's hope for all. I want to just remind you of a couple of programs that will provide um, that hope and that encouragement to each and every one of us. We've spoke of these two at the beginning, but just in case you missed it, um, Sharissa, do you want to share with us regarding the latest The End yes. um, um, project that you guys sure. have? Tonight, 8 p.m., The End.Digital, www.TheEnd.Digital. We are answering, continuing to answer the question, is death the end? Tonight we're exploring who are the spirits and you will want to tune in. There's an incredible story the Bible tells and it involves you. So don't miss it. 8 p.m. tonight. Amen. And by an incredible presenter, <laughs> the one and only Sharissa. <laughs> Anyway, no, so that should be great. So that's tonight, tomorrow night, and on Friday night, a reminder Mm Q&A. So tune in, submit your questions, and they will be answered, God willing, on Friday night. And it continues next week as well, uh, is is death the end. And also just a reminder, the program I'm currently running every Tuesday night, going through the heart of the book of Revelation, the three angels' messages, God's final message of love to the world, Revelation of Hope, 7.30 Tuesday night, Australian Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to discoverhope.info. That's discoverhope.info for all the information. We've had two messages thus far. You can watch them on the website as well. You can watch those messages on Is Death the End on the end.digital website as well to catch up on them. So uh, plenty of good material to help you on your journey to the heavenly courts above. And Jesus is indeed coming soon, my friend. So um, we're going to pray. And Sharissa, could you could you close in prayer, please? Love to. 
Our wonderful Father in heaven, thank you for this letter to the Church of Sardis, the hope that we find in Christ. We just pray for every mm. listener. If perhaps someone out there feels like they're spiritually dead, may they find Jesus and turn to him because there is life for a look at the Savior. We love you, Lord. Thank you for reviving us through your word and through your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And, folk, um, that's about all we have for this afternoon's program. I hope and pray that you have been blessed. Next week we go to Philadelphia, and it's an amazing study. So in the meantime, I want to encourage you to remember that fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith keeps looking up. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up Should the tears begin to start With a prayer all your cares He will cast into the depths of the sea His love is always there for me Spawn.